0: you like the work we're doing here at It's All Journalism? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us continue the conversation about good journalism. Show your support by donating to our Patreon campaign. Go to itsalljournalism.com and follow the link at the top of the page to donate.
1: Readers trust the institution. They don't necessarily know or trust the individual journalists. So... You know, you can create your own one off website and it's wonderful and the news could be great, but that doesn't necessarily mean the readers will recognize that they actually have a greater level of trust for a nameless person that's part of the paper. So part of the goal behind Newsfunder is creating that institution that people can trust as a way of allowing you to do your own thing and get the news out there.
0: Welcome to It's All Journalism. My name is Michael O'Connell, here with another podcast about digital media and the people who make it great. Today I'm talking to Michelle Carter-Verna via Skype. Uh, She's going to be launching NewsFunder, a crowdfunded local news platform that allows journalists to be paid directly by their readers. Welcome, Michelle.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So tell me, first of all, tell me about NewsFunder. How'd you come up with this idea?
1: Newsfunder. I, I came up with the idea. I had been working in journalism for quite a while, and I knew the industry was broken. And then I made the leap to PR, and I found out just how bad it really was. And uh, so I was trying to come up with a solution for for how to fix the local journalism problem with, you know, people reprinting press releases as though they are news and aggregating without fact checking. You know, I mulled over it for a long time, and Newsfunder ended up being the result.
0: So tell me how Newsfunder works.
1: So the way that NewsFunder works is it allows readers to subscribe directly to journalists. So instead of subscribing to a news organization where there's advertisers and editors that are controlling the output, you get to subscribe directly to journalists and only the journalists you trust. Okay. And then as a journalist, you have the freedom to report the news as you see it. You define what your beat is and what stories you write about. As long as you have uh, subscribers that are supporting you, you're good to go.
0: Okay. So in that sort of scenario, is NewsFunder coordinating it? Is it just providing a platform for journalists to sort of peddle their wares, as it were? Or how does that work?
1: So it's a bit of a team of activity. We provide the platform and we provide marketing of the platform as a whole to say, hey, people, we've got journalists all over the place, you know, come here and find them. But there's also uh, some onus on the journalists themselves to let their local community know you know who they are, and that they're there.
0: Okay, so what? what ideally, what type of stories do are you, are you think would work well in the in this type of model?
1: Really, I think that there is there's not a community on the planet that doesn't have news and doesn't need that news reported. So, you know, ideally, in my heart of hearts, I would love for Newsfunder to solve the local news problem but realistically knowing that we're internet based and knowing that we are not taking any control over what the journalists write you know my expectation is that it's going to be far more than just local news that people are going to be writing about industries about special interests you know the sky is the limit
0: so how does the funding aspect of it work uh, are you securing money or you know you said that before that you, you're providing a platform For the journalists, is it that they're they're each for each project they're going to be pretty much you know sort of selling that selling whatever the project is, or is it sort of Newsfunder is a place that's that's collecting revenue that it's sort of divvying up to the different reporters?
1: Basically, the way that it works is that a journalist can get paid in two ways. Readers get either weekly or daily subscriptions, depending on on how they want to consume their news. So, for the daily subscriptions, they're going to expect a story uh, fresh to their inbox every morning. For the weekly subscriptions, those are actually the crowdfunded stories. So if you have an investigation that is going to take you longer to produce, that's going to cost money, those are the stories that you can crowdfund. And um, you know you get paid for the, the extra time and effort on that end. The journalist gets paid for their subscribers once a month, and they get paid for their crowdfunded stories um, upon publication.
0: So how involved, uh, you kind of mentioned this, how involved do you want the reporters to be in, in the actual funding aspect of it?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's up to the, the journalists to help build an audience around the kind of work that they're doing. You know, they can promote their their crowdfunding campaigns as little or as much as they want. We actually have come up with a, a marketing plan and a training program for that marketing plan to help journalists market themselves and promote themselves with, you know, working it into the schedule in the least amount of work possible.
0: Okay. So I know we, we've we talked at various times on the podcast of other crowdfunding um, sort of sources like Indiegogo, Kickstarter, uh, Patreon, things like that, mm-hmm. that certainly a journalist who's ambitious and, and has a project or a story or a burning itch to cover something could go to, or they even could go down the um, private funding where they, they, they seek donations um, or grants to, to cover certain things. Is this, is this sort of filling a niche, do you think? Uh, do you think there's a, a big enough, um, I don't know, market for this that's separate from those other platforms?
1: I think that there is, and and for a lot of reasons, Um, one of which is, you know, I think most people, it would never occur to them to go to Kickstarter or to go to uh, Patreon to support a journalist. Journalism isn't something that they necessarily associate with those platforms. But the other issue is that, you know, local news is something that you can't get anywhere else. And I think a lot of people are so hungry f- to find out what's going on in their community that they're going to support it, you know, regardless of what platform it's on. But having it all on one platform where they know how to find it is obviously going to make everybody's job easier.
0: You know, if, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you, you may, may know that I, that I come from community journalism. I was a, a community mm-hmm. editor for, for 10 years. You know, I, I get a real appreciation for the importance of that type of information. And, uh, you know, that's a sort of strata of journalism that got really hit hard by the economy and, and sort of the rise of digital journalism. I think digital journalism presents a lot of opportunities for local journalism. I don't think we've explored everything, but um, but it doesn't, you know, the great thing about local newspapers up to, you know, the the downturn of the economy is, you know, they had display advertising, they had classifieds that, uh, you know, help to sort of support that. And there may have been subscriptions, but, you know, that was less a part of that model. So what you're sort of seeking is, okay, you know, I want to cover the city council. You know, maybe I go out to to my local community and say, look, you know, this is really kind of important work. These are kind of important stories that you need to know. I'm a journalist. I'm going to be there covering these things. Why don't you support me so that, that I can get you that information? that you can't go gather yourselves. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> a long, <laughs> a long long time ago, we had a podcast about this guy who whose name escapes me because I always think of people who are on the podcast and I always forget their names, but he was a sports reporter for the Washington Times and he was covering the Washington Nationals. And when the Times folded and he lost his job, he actually, he went out and he raised money online and he surprisingly got a lot of money for people who were just interested in his writing and his reporting. So I think there Mm -hmm. are opportunities for this. I think, you know, if you present your case, I think
1: this is something that could work. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think the, the issue with that is, you know, we all know many journalists who have tried to, you know, set up their own site after they have left or been squeezed out or, you know, w- whatever their story is. And, you know, it's it's very difficult to do that on, on your own. You know, building the website isn't easy for everybody. Soliciting for funds, whether it's subscriptions or ads, is all very difficult. And the other issue is, is that, you know, you can look at the readers and a lot of the reader surveys show that, Readers trust the institution. They don't necessarily know or trust the individual journalists. So, you know, you can create your own one-off website and it's wonderful and the news could be great, but that doesn't necessarily mean the readers will recognize that. They actually have a greater level of trust for a nameless person that's part of the paper. So part of the goal behind NewsFunder is creating that institution that people can trust as a way of allowing you to do your own thing and get the news out there.
0: So... But you would be creating sort of an identity, not so much as like uh, the Washington Post or the uh, Wall Street Journal, in, in the sense that you're not necessarily a publisher, but you are a, a platform that... that Correct. Sort of, yeah, and that's
1: and journalists do need to apply for membership. Um, they have to prove that they you know, are legitimate journalists. We're not looking for bloggers. We're not looking for corporate hacks. We are only allowing educated, established, experienced journalists onto the site as a way of of helping readers have more trust in the news that they get.
0: So, you know, some of the people who might be listening to this, this might be something that that appeals to them. How are you going to be sort of soliciting people and sort of, you know, weighing their experience and and deciding that there's somebody who could be a part of your team?
1: Basically, anybody who wants to participate can go to newsfunder.com slash journalists and they can fill out an application. And uh, myself and the members of I have a a journalism board of advisors will be uh, reviewing all of the applications. And, you know, as long as you have clips to support that, you know, you have experience in the industry and you have at least three years of experience and you agree to abide by the Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics, you know, we will accept you onto the platform.
0: Okay. And that's going on now. You've already got that going. Now, when are you going to be launching the the crowdfunding part of this?
1: Right now, it looks like we're going to start the crowdfunding campaign September 1st. You know, as as referenced in that email, we did uh, run into a couple of technical delays, but it looks like we've gotten them straightened out. And uh, my goal is is to get rolling by September 1st, and you know, hopefully capitalize on the election and all of that chaos to to kind of help get attention for this project.
0: Ride that chaos right right into the uh, the bank, as it were. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. No. This is this is a great time to sort of see the importance of of things like this, the election season, all those issues that uh, in your community that Uh, have been percolating behind the scenes that suddenly surface at election time and uh, become issues. And it's like, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that was going to happen. Well, yeah, maybe that's because nobody's covering it and maybe somebody should be covering it.
1: Exactly. And, you know, the other part of it is, you know, unfortunately, people's dissatisfaction with the media, I think, has never been higher. So I think that they're, you know, they're looking for an alternative and this could be it.
0: This is what I say to that. I say you get what you pay for. So if you're not going to pay and support journalists, <laughs> you're going to get crappy journalism. Thank you.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. So get you out, and John
1: Oliver both.
0: Get out your checkbook. I I didn't rip that off from him. I have uh, <laughs> I've been saying that for a while. Thank you very no, much. No, it's you no, know, no. it's
1: it's absolutely true. I mean, part of the issue with with how the industry has fallen apart is, you know, I feel it's it's more a reflection on advertisers than it is on the product. But unfortunately, when you rely so much on the advertisers to produce that product, you know, you're not left with much when they go away.
0: Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's that journalism has gone bad. I think it's just that the mechanisms that had been in place for so long to support journalists sort of crumbled.
1: And, you know, when you're expected to produce, you know, five, six, eight stories a day, there just aren't enough hours in the day to, to give any of those stories the time they really need. So you have no choice but to aggregate, but to, you know, depend on press releases. You know, you take low hanging fruit because you're just trying to keep the lights on.
0: Yeah. And certain types of journalism take time and effort, extra time and effort. Um, You know, investigative journalism, of course, takes a lot of time to dig into a, a story and to report it. Um, let, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Usually, what sure. I try to do is I try to ask people up front, you know, who they are and wh- where they came from. So you, know, you kind of alluded to the fact that you, you your roots were in journalism. You know, when did you get started, and, and uh, what type of stuff were you working on?
1: So I started off in Albany, New York. My first gig was a paid internship at the Capital District Business Review, and from there I went on to the Poughkeepsie Journal. That's actually where I was working on September 11th, 2001. And I earned an award along with some of my colleagues for the work that we did on investing in the business climate in New York suburbs in the wake of those attacks. And then from there, I was out in Massachusetts for a few years. And, you know, I had a habit of butting heads with my editors over bigger stories. And finally, it got to the point where I got pulled off off a story that I just couldn't walk away from. So at that point, I left the industry for a number of years. And then uh, a colleague of mine that I knew through small business networking was starting up a, a paper locally. And I thought that would be a fun part-time job and turned into a full-time one. And I got sucked back in before I even knew what was coming.
0: They saw you coming. <laughs> they knew, they knew, they, they, they recognized one of their own, even though you may not have recognized that, that in yourself.
1: Exactly. And, and
0: that's how journalism works. It gets under your exactly. skin. And, and it
1: was, you know, it was a lot of fun. I worked with some really amazing people and uh within a six month span, that paper was born and died. but it sure was fun while it lasted
0: yeah that's a sadly familiar story a lot of a lot of uh, great efforts and for whatever reason uh, they don't pan out a lot of a lot of that actually happens in the digital space. so we had this guy on our podcast who um, was sort of in a in a very similar situation. With a lot of journalists either you know had lost their job or or the, the industry had changed and, and he needed to find a, a different sort of journalism gig. And he ended up taking his buyout and uh, basically starting a community website in uh, Arlington, Virginia. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that's those are the kind of efforts that are that I think are really kind of hopeful for this type of journalism, where people see a need, a gap in, in the coverage, and then target a particular community and, and then sort of grow from there. And so I think there are opportunities and, you know, it's, it's good to hear like a, a funding a proposal like this that, that you guys are putting together. So, you know, how many how many journalists do you think you're going to need to have to make NewsFunder work?
1: To be honest with you, we, we don't need that many. Um, a couple hundred is all we need. But my goal is, you know, that any journalist who has an Internet connection will be able to use the website. So my goal is to have a journalist in every community. That's a lot of communities. It, well, it, it is. <laughs> well, you know. Part of it is that, you know, I don't only want current journalists to participate in the site. You know, if you've been out of the game for six years, that doesn't mean you can't apply to come join us. My hope is that NewsFunder will help bring back a lot of those people that our industry has lost over the years, because I think they still have the news bug in them and they want to tell the story. They just haven't been able to.
0: And uh, have you heard from any people so far?
1: I have. To be honest with you, the feedback has been 99% positive and everyone's just waiting for me to you know, fling open the doors.
0: Okay. well, cool. So you're gonna have the crowdfunding. is Is the crowdfunding going to be like for a set period of time, or is it something that's going to be sort of ongoing?
1: We're gonna do a two month campaign and and see where that leaves us. You know we're we're working with a great group of potential investors and and business experts, but my goal is to have a successful crowdfunding campaign so that we don't need to rely on investors to get the business off the ground. But even if the crowdfunding campaign is not successful, you know, it will happen one way or the other.
0: So are you doing it, uh, the crowdfunding by yourself or using one of the other platforms like Kickstarter or something?
1: I am doing it myself. Okay. You know, it's a crowdfunded news website. We might as well crowdfund it ourselves. Okay.
0: So how are you marketing that out?
1: You know, the typical channels, word of mouth, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, social media. Podcasts. Podcasts. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Get the word out, Ted, talk to journalists. I think there are a couple of journalists to listen to us, not a whole lot, but a couple. And, and so maybe they would be interested in, in that. So Absolutely.
1: And, you know, the beautiful thing about marketing to journalists is that you're marketing to journalists. So, you know, they tend to do a very good job of, of spreading the word for you. But my goal is to attract the journalists first, and I think the readers will follow.
0: Cool. So once, you know, and, and we, we talked a little bit about this, but, but you know, once you know, a journalist becomes part of NewsFunder and, you know, hopefully that your your, ca- your campaign will be successful. You know, once a, once a journalist is in that mix, are they going to be like, you know, they're going to be determining their own beats. They're going to be writing their own stories. They're going to be uh, posting and, and filing stuff.
1: Correct. They are 100 percent responsible for what they choose to write about and what they want their beat to be.
0: Are you providing them a platform for where their, their stuff is going to appear or is it more just you're going to fund where, whatever they create, wherever they create it?
1: We do provide the platform for it to be appear as well. Um, the goal is for them to be publishing all of their stories on the site and also um, to include supporting information along with their stories. So, you know, if I write a story and I quote from a court filing or, you know, the, the planning board's rule book, I can embed that entire document along with the story. You know, same thing with including things like unedited interviews. I, I think it really helps to present a more complete picture of the story. But I also think it, it lends credibility to your work and it allows readers to do their own fact checking.
0: Yeah, we, we had also recently on Chris Charon, uh who's uh, kicked off the, the Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism, is mm-hmm. a similar idea that... You know, go out and find funding funding for these sort of big stories to help journalists tell things that they they might not be able to tell that they they may not have resources to 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 dig into. So you know, I think it sounds really hopeful is what you're talking about. All right, let's, let's go down the, the laundry list here of things that people need to know. So September one, you're going to be doing you're going to be kicking off the uh, uh, the crowdfunding.
1: That's correct. And we're going to be opening our doors to journalists to um, start publishing probably by August 22nd, maybe a little earlier if we're lucky.
0: Okay. Well, so you're going to be publishing even before uh, you, you start the crowdfunding?
1: Yes. Cool.
0: So do you have startup money?
1: We have a little bit, not not a ton, but enough to, to get the job done. Okay. And, uh, you know, get the ball rolling.
0: And people can find out this information at newsfunder.com, correct?
1: Correct. How and like there's this? no E in newsfunder. It's Yeah. <laughs> N E W S F U N D R.
0: Yeah, apparently there are no copy editors. <laughs> That's just trying to. Yeah, I'm sure uh, it was the URL we could purchase. Uh, it, or... Yeah, basically. It, yeah, I know how. Essentially. These... I know how these things work.
1: And you know, it's more edgy that way with just the R at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. These people, these journalists don't know how to spell. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, this is uh, spelling or not. This is a, a really good project. This is a good idea. And I, I wish you luck with it. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me.
0: Next time on It's All Journalism. You don't have to be knowledgeable in
1: economics, for example, to understand uh, the deeper ideas of economics. You don't have to be a scientist in genomics to understand how the genome works. You only have to uh, have the curiosity and the openness to absorb ideas, not be not be too frightened by by big names or big ideas. And if if someone explains things in you know in, in in clear terms with great examples, which I try to do, then you can really understand topics which are, you know, traditionally are are considered to be very hard to grasp. Join me next
0: week when I talk to Ron Levy, creator of the Curious Minds podcast on It's All Journalism. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about digital media. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Podcast One. This week's episode was edited by Nicola Grisco. Amber Healy provided our web content. Nick Dupre wrote our theme music. And I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Hey, I've written a book. You can order copies of Turn Up the Volume, A Down and Dirty Guide to Podcasting on our website. Visit itsalljournalism.com and follow the link at the top of the page. Isn't it time you started your podcast? Do you like the work that we're doing here at It's All Journalism? Now you can show your support on our Patreon page. Follow the link at the top of our website and donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you can access exclusive content and receive updates about upcoming episodes. Donate a little bit more and we'll send you a cool swag like our It's All Journalism mug or a signed copy of my podcasting book. There are even opportunities for you to submit ideas for future shows or even appear on an episode. Go to itsalljournalism.com and click on the Patreon link to find out more. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.